Welcome to the BC Podcast, featuring a weekly message from Believer's Church in Warren, Ohio. For more information, visit www.believers.cc. I really believe, sometimes we think we're living in a place of freedom, but we're living in a place of darkness. I chose to drink more beer, do more drugs, and be destructive to myself and anyone around me. So one night, intoxicated, I met a good friend of mine, Tommy Nealon, who invited me back to church. And I thought, man, there's no way. No way, I I can't go back to church. Uh, I'm not worthy enough to be in church. Uh, I've done too much wrong. Nobody wants me there. Uh, that's, That's not my place. There's a line to cross and the cross is that line. That very Sunday, I find myself back in church for the first time in seven years. I refuse to come in without a bit of an attitude, but uh, all that changed pretty quick. I was bawling, I cried. When they were baptized, they went public. Baptism's going public with your faith. I think God knows something. He knows something. Something breaks inside of us when we go public. You call brotherhood, brotherhood. I'm coming to get you if I don't see you in church. If I have to grab you by the shirt collar, if you're laying there drunk, I'm gonna pick you up. And if we're not gonna do church on Shinley Avenue, we're gonna do it in your front yard, whatever it takes, because man, we're going to heaven together. I'm not leaving no brother behind. And here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna count to three, all right? Don't let this moment pass. And here we go. One, guys, come on now, no excuses. Don't let any excuse hit your mind. Two. It's time to just say, I'm going public with my faith. I accepted Christ. I love Jesus. I'm crossing the line. I'm going to be water baptized now as an adult. Are you ready? Here goes. Three. I I am so excited. And... You know, I heard so many backstories uh, this past week, and the backstories were so exciting. You know, I heard stories like I brought, you know, uh, f- 10 members of my family, five of them crossed the line, you know, and uh, this one accepted Christ, and then I brought this person, they accepted Christ. And people were buzzing all week because uh, we saw lives change, and we saw people make a decision to go public with their faith. So I want to say something to every one of us in this room. Um, this service, we're going to water baptize uh, 74, about 74 of the 229. And I made it so that it will be out the same time. So for those of you that watch your clock, I'm a clock watcher, so you're in a good place, man. Uh, I, I, I believe in being timely. I think timeliness is godliness. So uh, I'm a very timely person. And um, we'll, we'll have a, a very similar, everything similar, except we have the privilege Right after I, I share a short message, we have the privilege of guys sitting here and watching these people and watching them. They declared, I'm crossing the line. And the majority of them are new Christians, which is really, really exciting. We do have some people, um, for instance, our student pastor, Ryan, he asked me last week, he said, you know, I was baptized as a young boy, he says, and I really didn't understand it. I understand it now. Do you mind if I cross the line? I said, no. We had some of our volunteers do it. I think that's awesome. But the majority of people that cross the line, they're new Christians. And I am so excited about 
watching for every single one of them. Some people have been Christians a while, and they said, you know what? It's time for me to go public. And when, when you're water baptized, you're making a statement, I'm going public with my faith. And I do believe that that breaks something loose on the inside of us, and it changes our life. So uh, at the end of this service, we'll just sit here and we'll enjoy watching these people. We'll sing some more really awesome worship songs. But I wanted to talk to you for a moment about water baptism. And I read this scripture last week. I want to begin with it. It's out of Acts chapter 2, verse 41. And it just simply says, and those who believed Peter were baptized, about 3,000 in all. This was the first ever message where someone proclaimed Jesus died for your sins. 3,000 people responded. And what's interesting is the same exact day they responded, they were taken to the public water hole and they were baptized. And people that were watching, somebody knew everybody that was baptized and it went public that they became a follower of Christ. And that's what excites me because our, our very mission as a church is to turn people into fans, friends, and ultimately followers of Christ. And a follower is someone that says, I'm going public with my faith. So we have just this incredible, incredible day ahead of us. And I wanted to share some things about water baptism and then also some things about all of our Christians' walks out of a story in the book of Acts. It has to do with this man from Ethiopia. Uh, we call him the Ethiopian eunuch. And historians tell us that he was probably a servant of the queen of Ethiopia and that, that he was in this caravan full of soldiers, full of servants, and we're going to watch this man go public. It's an incredible story. And I just want to have a conversation with you about Christianity, about water baptism, about going public. So let's go ahead and read it. It has to do with Philip. Uh, and it says this in Acts 8:29. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the chariot. Philip ran over and heard what he was reading and asked him, do you understand it? Now, Philip's an evangelist, which means Philip's used to speaking to crowds. That, that's what he did. He would speak to crowds and tell them about Jesus. But I think it's fascinating. This is, for me, this is for all of us in this room. God also wants us, every one of us Christians, to be able to have a desire to talk to people one-on-one -on -one because it's all about helping people see who Jesus is and giving their hearts and giving their lives to Jesus. And I think it's interesting that Philip had his ear open to God and Philip was willing to step out. He was willing to cross this line in his life and go up to this chariot. And he had to be intimidated because we're talking about soldiers and guards and we're talking about a queen and yet he obeyed God. And he, he heard an open door. Do you know what this man was reading? He was reading Isaiah 53. Now that's in our Old Testament, that's part of the Jewish Bible. And he didn't have a Bible, they didn't have printing presses. But somehow he had a scroll, and that scroll probably just had Isaiah 53 on the scroll. And he has a hunger for God, and he's reading it. And so Philip, he saw an open door, and he asked the question, do you understand what you're reading? He just stuck his foot right in that open door. And listen to what happens, verse 31. Of course not, the man replied. How can I when there is no one to instruct me? And he begged Philip to come up into the chariot and sit with him. How many of us have loved ones that we want to meet Jesus like we did. How many of us would love if they were this ripe to receive Jesus? Like, yeah, tell me all about Jesus. Doesn't happen every day, but Philip has somebody that's really, really hungry. He sees the open door. He goes at it. So I want you to watch what happened. Verse 32, the passage of Scripture he had been reading from was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, 
and as a lamb is silent before the shearers, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him, and who can express the wickedness of the people of his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And this is a picture, the Old Testament is full of pictures like this, a picture of Jesus dying and being crucified. So listen to the next verse, verse 34. The eunuch asked Philip, was Isaiah talking about himself or someone else? So Philip began with this same scripture and then used many others to tell him about Jesus. And I think it's amazing that from our Old Testament, we can literally share Christ with somebody. That's, that's amazing. And it's throughout the Old Testament. And I want to make sure all of us in this room understands what, what happens. He shared Christ with him. So here's what happened. He, he said to the eunuch, and he had scripture after scripture, he said, you know the God who created the heavens and the earth? That was the Son of God. Do you know what he did? He humbled himself, and he allowed himself to be born inside a baby's body. He spent 30 years on the daily grind, just like we do. I mean, he had to obey his parents, then he had to work a job. He was tempted, he was tested, he felt every emotion that we do, and yet he never sinned. He overcame everything. And when he turned 30, he went public, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he shared these incredible teachings. And after three years, when he was about 33, they wanted to crown him king. And you know what Jesus said? I didn't come to be crowned king, I came to gain my life give my life to save humanity, and Jesus was nailed to a tree. This is the good news. This is what he talked about. He said he died on that tree physically. They buried him. He spent three days, three nights in the heart of the earth. Then God raised him from the dead, and Jesus is alive, and whoever calls on his name, they'll be saved. That's what he talked about, and he had to throw water baptism in there. He had to talk about going public because, listen, after he talked about Jesus, listen to the response, and the eunuch uh, at verse 36, as they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? So when he preached Christ, he talked about going public. He talked about being baptized. And so here's the eunuch. I want you to think about this again. Caravan, probably the queen with him, soldiers, servants, you know, citizens of Ethiopia. They're all there. And he says, let's stop this whole caravan. Let's go into the public water hole here. And I want you to dunk me. And I want to make a decision to follow Jesus. This is a conversion. It's absolutely remarkable. And I love the question that he asked. He asked this question, what can stand in the way of me being baptized, water baptized? And I want to talk to you about three things that can stand in our way. The first one is the answer that Philip gave. It's a real simple answer. In order to be water baptized, there's one thing that has to happen. Listen to the next verse, verse 37. You can, Philip answered, if you believe with all your heart. And the eunuch replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Number one is just simply believing. And everyone in this room that says, I believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, you can be water baptized. Nothing's standing in your way. But once you and I believe, once we're water baptized, I believe there's a second step, a third step in going public, and I see two other things that can stand in our way, and I want to talk to them uh, the, about those two things with you, and one, one of them, the, the one we're going to look at next, it paints the picture of what water baptism is all about, so everybody being water baptized, every one of us in this room, will see this beautiful picture of what happened in your life, and why you're going public, and why you're being dunked in the water, so listen, here's the second thing, trust, Galatians 2.20 declares, I have been crucified with Christ, and I myself no longer live, but Christ lives in me. 
And the real life I now have within the body is a result of my trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now take a look at this verse. Incredible. Everybody that's going to be water baptized today, here's what happened. Every one of us are born with what the Bible says a sin stain. We're born sin stain because of original sin. And the real you is the man inside you. Your body isn't the real you. The real you is the man inside you. The real you is your spirit. And the reason your spirit's here is because your body's breathing. When our body stops breathing, our spirit immediately leaves and goes into the realm it was created to be in, which is the spirit realm. The real us is born sin stained, but here's what happens. He said, I'm crucified with Christ and I no longer live. When you accept Christ as your savior, God immediately just, he immediately kills your, your spirit man, so to speak, and he puts a new one in it. You're crucified, you immediately die with Christ, and God puts a new one inside you. And the Bible declares that we are new creations. We're a new person that never existed. We're born again, and that's why we use that term, born again. So when you accepted Christ, on the inside you were born again. You died with him, and now you're brand new. And that's what water baptism is symbolic of. You know today when you're baptized and you go into the water, and by the way, the word baptism, baptize, comes from the Greek word baptismo. So baptism is not a translation, it's a transliteration, which means all we did was take the Greek word and say it in English. But baptismo means to immerse fully, it means to dunk all the way in. So today when you go down into the water, we're not gonna hold you down long, but we're gonna make sure you're down there. At least you're, you're covered. You know, what's, you know what that's all about? Everybody in the crowd, here's what's happening, man. When they go down, that's symbolic of the fact when they accepted Jesus, they were crucified with Christ. They're dead. Their old life is dead. Now, you may still have fears and you still may have struggles up here, but that's not who you are anymore. And that's why we read the Bible and that's why we reprogram our minds. We find out what God did in our lives and who we are. And we find out, I'm not that person. I don't have those insecurities anymore. I don't have those fears. Can we fill them? Yeah, but that's not who you are. That person is dead. And when you come up out of the water, that's symbolic of the fact you've been made brand new on the inside and you're now going to live and walk a new life. And so you go public and the public side of it is absolutely incredible, but also it's symbolic. And we're going to sit in our seats and every time a person goes under and comes up, we're going to have, we're, I was just down here screaming. I was screaming names out. You can't hear me with the music, but I'm like, hey, good job. And, and I, I was just so excited. I mean, this, this is a celebration, man. We're going public with, with Jesus. And listen, for those that are crossing the line right now, for all of us in this room, as you make a decision to walk with Jesus, you have to learn to trust him. Because here's what's going to happen. This parable of the sower teaches us something that's so precious. And you can read it this week, Mark chapter 4, Luke 8, Matthew 13. It's in all three of the synoptic gospels. And Jesus taught in the parable of the sower, he says when someone believes a part of the Bible and they accept it and say, I believe that, it says that our enemy comes and he brings tests, troubles, and distractions into our life. And you know why he does that? He wants you to back off and he wants you to go into hiding. He doesn't want you to stay public. And I want to guarantee you something. This is, I'm not speaking evil over you. I just want to guarantee you something. When you make a decision to go public, the enemy's going to come knocking at your door. But here's what I want you to remember, to trust God. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I'll deliver you from every evil work. And no matter what the crazy enemy and what life itself tries to bring at you, keep trusting 
God. Here's number three. Number three is just fear. Fear is something that always tries to cause us to go back into the shadows, to stop uh, being public as a Christian. And I want to read a scripture to you. I read it last week, but it's a great scripture, Luke 12, 8 and 9. I tell you the truth, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, the Son of Man will also acknowledge in the presence of God's angels. But anyone who denies me here on earth will be denied before God's angels. You know what was so exciting about this past week? 229 of you, when you crossed that line, God declared your name in heaven. The angels heard your name. God declared your name. You went public, and that is so absolutely exciting. But let me tell you something. And, and, and we've learned here at Believers how to help people do this. After we take one step, we never stop in God. We take the next step, and then the next step. So you're deciding to go public. Now, I want to encourage you to take the next step. And they talked to you where you registered, and they shared with you, we have this next class coming up. And next class is a great next step. And we're going to help you learn how to plug into the Christian community. And here's what I want to say to you. And this is for every one of us in this room. The enemy tries to put fear in our minds that we can't do something. I'm shy. I'm bad. You know, if I go to the next class, I don't know what any, nobody in there. I won't know anyone, and, and, and I don't know how to talk to strangers. It can be anything. And can I encourage you to step on fear and make a decision? I'm going to keep following Jesus, and I'm going to keep walking after him, and I'm not going to allow anything to stop me. Believe, you can go public. After you believe, trust, and don't allow anything to cause you to back off because God said this, and I love it. You know, Paul said this. Paul was more persecuted, more attacked than any Christian that's ever lived on planet Earth because God asked him to write three-quarters of the New Testament. So the enemy tried to take him out, and he made a statement that I think about daily. He said, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And every one of you in this room, when fear hits you, you need to speak that out loud and say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You broke that fear when you crossed the line, and you're going to be able to break it. It's going to be easy to break it, but I want to encourage you not to allow the enemy in life to intimidate you. Guys, we have something that's incredible to celebrate. And I want to finish our story. Here it is. It's a really cool story. Acts 8, 38 and 39. And it says this, he stopped the chariot and they went down into the water and Philip baptized him. And when they came out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. And listen to this. And the eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Here's what happens when we cross lines and we say, God, I'm going to follow you. It releases incredible joy in our lives. Guys, Joy is going to be released up here. It's released in our lives. And here's what I noticed about following God. When you and I follow God, God releases a joy in us, and life has a meaning that it would never have without you and I crossing lines and following him. And I encourage all of you, make that decision. Say no to fear, trust God, believe God, and keep following God. And guys, we're going to celebrate when we see people go down. It's going to be absolutely exciting. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to pray. Let's close our eyes. Let's bow our heads. Everybody that's going to be water baptized, you guys can walk out to the West Lobby right now. So you can stand up, go out to the West Lobby. That, that's the doors at the back of the church. So you guys go ahead. They're going to line you up. They're going to get you ready. Thank you, Lord. Let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you for every person walking out. We thank you for the decisions they made. And Lord, we thank you that their lives are never, ever going to be the same. Now, Father, if there's anyone in this room that has not yet had the privilege and the honor 
of believing in Jesus like the Ethiopian man did. Lord, open up their eyes like you opened up his to Jesus, the Savior of the world. Heads are bad, eyes are closed. And I want you to listen just a couple moments more. I'm not going to ask you to join our church. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not asking you if you're a member of another church. That's great if you are. I'm not asking you if you were water baptized as a baby. Protestants and Catholics do that. That's all great. Nothing wrong with it. Here's what I'm asking you. Can you remember a day in your life when you made it real with Jesus? And you said, Jesus, I make a decision to follow you. I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you're the Savior, and I'm going to follow you. If you can't remember that day, I didn't do that until I was 19. My dad was in his late 30s. And, you know, we grew up in church, but we never, we never had it spelled out for us. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. You're here and you say, Pastor Joe, I'm ready today to make a commitment to Jesus and follow him. Would you pray with me right now? Everyone else in the room, would you help him pray? Say this after me. Say, Lord God, I repent of all my sins. And this day, I give my heart to Jesus. Jesus, I believe and I make a decision to follow you. Thank you for listening to the BC Podcast. Follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram to stay updated, inspired, and encouraged.